Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. We turn now to a seismic event in the Portland area arts community. Last week, Portland Commissioner Dan Ryan announced that the city was going to end its contract with RAC. That's the Regional Arts and Culture Council. For nearly 30 years, Portland has been the main funder of the nonprofit, which in turn has been one of the main arts and culture grant makers in the region. Now it seems Portland is going to disperse arts tax money on its own. Where that leaves RAC remains to be seen. I'm joined now by Carol Tatch, who's RAC's co-executive director and the chief of external operations, and Debbie Garman, who is the treasurer and interim chair of the board. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Carol Tatch, first, as Willamette Week wrote, the writing was on the wall for months. Some members of the Arts Council might argue for years that the city would pull its support from the council. Did you basically know this was coming? I would say we have been aware of um, certain tensions with the Regional Arts and Culture Council and the city of Portland, and we have leaned in to, you know, the limits of our ability to address them. Um, Primarily, um, RAC sits in this space through an intergovernmental agreement um, signed 28 years ago um, with um, various facets of the Portland Metro government. Um, space. And since that time, and through a contract, we have been leading this city and Onoma um, County, Clackamas County, Washington County, Metro, um, um, in a space, and the city of Portland, in a space of coming to understand what's needed in the arts and culture landscape, um, how, what our artists and creatives need, and literally have been doing this for nearly 30 years. Um, that work has only gotten better. Um, many in community come up to me and say how finally they have the rack that, that they've always wanted, that we they have an organization that is responsive to what's happening out there. Um, we center community in all of the work that we do, all of our um, decisions are made by community reviewers who are paid. So we, you know, really RAC is that space and has and is what the intergovernmental agreement relied on. Um, at the same time, we've seen the city of Portland move into a space of um, increasing autonomy, um, primarily around how the dollars are spent and where they go. We continue to meet and exceed metrics through our contract with the city. So again, we sit in a space of just one, not really understanding um, since we are doing what we were uh, lifted up to do and have continued to do in increasingly more valuable ways um, that sit in the space of using private dollars and public dollars in ways that really support community um, the way it needs to be. Um, So yeah, there's some surprise. Um, However, I would say because of the lessening of the the attachments and the conversations, you know, not really being able to have deep engagement with either Commissioner Rubio or Commissioner Ryan and their teams. Um, we still sit in a space. We have not had a meeting with Commissioner Ryan, though we have sat in his portfolio since January 1st. Um, and, and if I could know, just be clear, so and yeah. you, you did request meetings? Yes. Oh, yeah. January 1st, as soon as we found out that he was our new arts commissioner, I sent an email 
inviting that conversation um, as we did with Commissioner Rubio. Um, and again, there's that ongoing effort to even be in a space where we can have collaboration and conversations. Was there any reply? And, uh, uh, just no meetings with the commissioner. The one our board requested from our May board meeting was the one that was on Friday, which was not a meeting with the commissioner. The commissioner read off a statement. Um, there was no very little engagement around why, you know, our boards and RAC's placement and his space as the city arts pro as the city um, as the arts and culture commissioner. Um, so no, we still sit in a space. We have not had that meeting though asked for repeatedly. Debbie Garman. In announcing the break with RAC after the end of the current fiscal year, meaning uh, June 30th, 2024, Commissioner Dan Ryan said this, this new model will enable the city to work with multiple service providers, establish stronger performance measures, and reduce its investment in loosely defined administration and overhead expenses. As the treasurer of the board, I'd like to give you a chance to respond to that. Well, it seems to me that honestly, the city has gotten a major bargain um, from the work that RAC has done on its behalf. Um, the team at RAC uh, who who are in charge of public arts administration um, and grants dispersal are experts with uh, a lot of years behind them in uh, connections with the depth of the arts community in the Portland metro area. Um, and I think they're going to be hard pressed to find people with that same skill set um, who uh, they're and nobody at RAC has been paid luxurious wages. So you can believe it. And uh, the the nature of the current contract that is finishing up um, has been a consistent sort of squeezing reduction of administrative monies available for for the same work or more work being asked for in the projects. So RAC, to my mind, has been a very thrifty investment and, and a, a realm of treasure and expertise uh, that the city may not be fully aware of. Um, so so when, when the commissioner says that RAC has loosely defined administrative and overhead expenses and implies that there is a lack of strong performance measures, you you simply think he is off base. I I think that's not that's not correct. Yes, Carol Tatch, yes. will this decision um, by the city of Portland have any impact on current recipients of RAC grants? So no, because we run two um, art, two grant cycles per year. Uh, we just finished our last one um, and joyously let the community know that over the course of the year, we were able to put out 7.8 million. And again, this covers not just the city of Portland, but all of our, um, all of our IGA partners um, um, in their spaces as well. Uh, so for FY23, those, those grants are, have gone out. FY24, we just opened up our arts 3c grant cycle um those funds will be coming in to go back out it only affects uh you know through june 30th of 2024 and still sits in a space of concern because we developed our grant making and uh, awarding programs awards through our public art program grants through our grants program um over years and we have as uh, commissioner ryan lifted up in the room on friday you know 11 months for the city 
to uh, do this very same thing when they currently have no defined processes. We asked in the room, nothing's been planned for how they are going to be doing this work. And RAC runs a spectrum of services for the city through our contract. Um, so it, there's there's concern in that space as well. It's not, you can't snap your fingers and get it done. The community invested in RAC doing this in its 20, in our 28 year timeline and, and really should be asking those questions of how, of the abracadabra, of what we're looking at now. It well, doesn't I want really to make sure that, that our audience understands the, the, exactly the impact of what you're talking about because yes. mo most of our listeners, you know, we we're, we don't live in the world of requests for proposals and grants, mm -hmm. but but Absolutely. we but people do go to museums, go to concerts, go to galleries. Obviously, obviously many people make art of various kinds themselves, but but what are you saying that the potential impact could be for everyday Portlanders? Okay, it would what I what we can foresee um, and and expect out of a process that is not fully formed is that there will be gaps and holes. Um, the the net that that rack has woven over time to ensure that. Um, uh, artists and creatives from every aspect of the diaspora have an opportunity to be funded, um, to have their voices lifted, to participate is at risk um, because the city does not have that same overlay. Um, if we put out $7.8 million um, last fiscal year, you know, those went specifically out to community selected organizations and individuals to do the work that they say they want to do to ensure that community is, you know, imbued with arts and culture. That is at risk, right? Um, um, the processes for making sure, you know, RAC was brought in specifically in the most recent years to ensure that our work was done with equity at a level that the city cannot maintain. We were told that. Um, our standards are now ones that other organizations follow. Um, rather than, you know, a step back in that is not going to deliver the same product or the same access and engagement. And community um, trust is the biggest thing that RAC has been able to garner over this time. Um, and it's very specific. There is a reason for RAC's um, purpose in the world and in this process with in the Pacific Northwest. We were brought into the space to do exactly what we're doing. What have um, you heard we, from arts organizations, from large or small ones, or individual mm -hmm. artists in the last five days? Um, concern. A lot of concern over why this is happening, how this could happen, what can they do to stop it from happening. Um, um, a lot of support from communities saying we don't understand um, how can we help you, what are some tools, what can you offer, um, how can we how can we turn this turn this boat because it's not heading in the right direction. Um, so a lot of love, quite frankly. Um, there are always the folks who um, and will be because we are a funder who say, well, I didn't get funding, so tear it down. Um, but that doesn't speak to the larger voice of community, which is um, something's wrong. What what preceded this? What information? And we just don't have it because we haven't received it. We don't know why. Um, we don't have loose administration here. All of our dollars are accounted for in our reports to the city and our reports to the counties. Um, and our overhead is disastrously low. And I say disastrously because we do not ask for, you know, the government limit on what we could. And we have over the years understood that we have short shrifted ourselves, right? Um, however, RAC sits as the Regional Arts and Culture Council to uplift community and engage. And there's an aspect of our ability as a non 
nonprofit to raise dollars to help shore that up so that government entities that find themselves in strife still have an outlet for having their arts and culture work engaged on. That is the value of the public-private partnership that was started um, to create RAC in 1995. Debbie Garment, I want to turn to some hard questions of money here. The city contributed more than 80% of your budget, most of that through the Portland Arts Tax. Can RAC survive as we know it without that city money? And may I answer this? Um, Debbie, I I know you were asked, but if I could just um, pop this in, Dave. The arts tax dollars do not support RAC. The dollars that come into into our organization go right back out in grants. Um, So that is not a source of income for us. It's not income, but it's it's money that that, that, that passes from taxpayers, if I understand it correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. to the city of Portland. The city of Portland gives it to you and you give it out as grants. And that doesn't it make make the lion's share of the money that you give out? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, so, okay. So we, and if you want, you can set aside for a second, the question about the arts tax itself as a particular pot of money, Mm -hmm. but how can an organization that loses 80% of the money that it spends, how can it survive? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I will lean in to say it by being nimble, right? Um, our opportunity is we currently function in a contract basis. We have contracts with all of our IGA partners. We have contracts with private organizations. Um, and the, the oper- you know, we lean into, well, what is, what are the other ways that RACs can meet its can meet its mission and goals. Um, The city of Portland is one aspect of the IGA, not all four. It is the lion's share because we do the lion's share of the work for the city of Portland. They have the dollars to put out, they pull them through us and we put them back out. Um, You know, what does it look like for RAC to find other contracted um, partners um, and, and really, you know, um, put metal to put metal to the pedal to the metal for our work with in our fundraising space to ensure that we are still able to respond to the needs of our creatives in the community. Um, so I would say a lot relies on nimbleness and also strategic planning and thinking, um, having our board's guidance and leadership and leaning in on that along with our, um, uh, the I would say the whole RAC team and especially our leadership team to help refocus. Um, I would sit more in the space of the our community um, having the opportunity to lean in to demand a different outcome um, because of how they have been served in this time. Debbie Garman, as interim board chair of this nonprofit and treasurer, what do you think would be lost if RAC were dissolved, if RAC did not survive this hit? Um. I think that the vision and goals of elected city leadership and the bureaucracy is very different from the community engagement um, that that RAC has offered. Um, I think that um, the funding will flow differently. The texture um, and richness of uh, the Portland Metro's arts community will um, be diminished, honestly, um, because of the expertise and heart and vision that the RAC team has 
engaged in. I mean, the period of COVID was very challenging and huge new relationships were brokered during that time. Many, many people who hadn't received funding were, um, there were relationships created and, and small dollar amounts allowed artists to survive. I do not think that the vision of elected leadership in a city encompasses that sort of detailed, nuanced, community relationship. Uh, I think that the, the values of what self-promotion, um, visibility in the community may be substantially different. So I, I think that um, the richness of, of engagement in arts and what Portland is able to bring forward may well be diminished unless RAP can figure out how to fill some of those gaps that Carol mentioned. Debbie Garman and Carol Tatch, thanks very much. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Debbie Garvin is treasurer and interim board chair of RAC, the Regional Arts and Culture Council. Carol Tatch is its co-executive director, chief of external operations of RAC. Coming up after a break, we're going to hear why the city of Eugene, the city council there, reluctantly pulled the ban on gas hookups in new residential buildings, despite supporting the idea.